This is the Frontier Podcast, powered by Gun.io, the engineer's choice for engineering talent. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe, and follow us on Twitter at The Frontier Pod. Yoav Rubin is a senior software engineer at Microsoft, working on Azure AI. Previous to that, he was a research staff member and master inventor at IBM Research. He's a published author and self-described software guy, with a lot of interesting perspectives on the state of the art in AI. Yoav talks with Ledge about how AI, like other technologies, is being democratized through services like Azure, such that any developer can take advantage of them. The Azure AI environment allows devs to design experiments, develop them, and move domain of AI from specialized experts to everyone. Yoav, great to have you here, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for inviting me. Glad to be here. Fantastic. So for the for the audience, the listeners, would you just give the two or three minute you know, story of you and uh, those things you've done and, and what you work on? Okay, so I'm uh, now a senior software engineer at Microsoft. I'm working on the Azure AI platform. Uh, before that, I worked on um, Azure SQL databases, uh, specifically security stuff there. And prior to Microsoft, I was a 14 years at IBM Research as a research staff member. Uh, during that time, I also taught Clojure at university wrote a chapter about uh, Clojure and how to build functional database in 360 lines. It's part of the 500 lines or less book, which is a fun book to read. And that's all, just a software guy. What do you think are the the key things, uh, you know, now that Azure and, and AI is just a, it's a huge area now, you know, I would love for, you know, our engineering freelancer audience to know more about uh, that platform and you know what's available. I just think that there's going to be a tremendous amount of of development going in that direction. You know, almost AI as a service and you know in the cloud, it's just everything is going that way. What what are you seeing? You know, what's important for people to know about now? Uh, I think in the process that I'm seeing now is I think it's the same process that in the past software development was. It was in the past it was just for, you know special personnel and now more and more people get involved in that and AI passes the same stages as thing in the past you need you needed to do I don't know, PhD in statistics just to scratch the surface and now part of the effort that is done in Microsoft and other companies is basically providing environments and platform for people for uh, people less educated and less domain expert to work and build their solutions using AI um, so this is really, I guess, so exciting times in this area, basically providing these capabilities to many more people. And what can the Azure AI service, you know, just uh, tell us about it. You know, what can it, what can it do that, that will be, you know, just an awesome thing to include in, um, in new applications? Um, basically, it's in, currently it's an environment that allows you to uh, design your experiments um, or develop it now in Python. Um, but again, it's just, uh, it's part of this entire process, part of this entire, um, I think, shift in uh, thinking uh, that um, the aim is to move the domain of AI from specialized experts to Basically everybody, 
So everyone that has, like in the past, everybody that everyone that needed to write software needed to find some software specialized personnel to to work on that. Uh, and now there are so many tools out out there that would allow even kids to create their own websites. Uh, and I won't be surprised in next five, say seven years, you'd see, uh, I don't secondary school kids um, that will have some AI project when they were 16 or something like that to be submitted. What do you think, um, what do you think that people will do with it? You know, when you, you work on a platform like this and you make it accessible for, you know, the rest of us and you, you have that vision of, you know, years later that the kids will be able to use tools like this. And, and you're right, you know, so I, I imagine my own child, you know, on his tablet at home and, you know, he could construct, you know, his bot in the future. But, you know, you, you must think about this stuff. What, what will be done in the future? How will people use these technologies, you know, in, in a visionary way? You know, you, um, you're enabling a tool set that will allow people to do amazing things. What are some of the places that, that you think that will be used, you know, in a, in a really positive way? Um, <clears throat> this is what's fun, I think, about AI. It's like um, super accelerated software development. Um, anything that, it's like, this question is like, I think, what do you think people will be, will be able to do with software? Basically anything. Um, and just accelerate this and, Everyone that has any need to do that will, you know, based in some sort of computation or integration of information, instead of just um, walking to the library and reading books or um, trying to integrate information, just type a few characters, run their own experiment, develop their own module, um, and build a project that is based on AI as the... Um, computation engine, but uh, will solve their own specific problems. So kids at school will create projects and maybe, you know, analyze traffic of ships in the sea or um, um, compare, maybe, you know, compare things and build their own ideas. Um, it would be just exciting to see um, what kids would do with it. It's exciting to see what everyone will do with that. Um, it's the same um, same evolution that the software provided to the world. It will be another one like that. You've worked for you know two of the biggest names ever in software. <laughs> you spent a great deal of time at at IBM and now Microsoft over the last roughly. 20 years, you know, what have you seen change there? We work with a lot of big companies. We work with a lot of small companies. I'm just interested in what, what has that been like for your career to, to see the changes in software that have happened in, in 20 years? I mean, you, you probably 20 years ago didn't even imagine what you're doing now would exist. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's quite interesting. Um, you know, in the beginning, when I started my career, there were initial talks about how you know, Java would become a useful tool. And um, then people looked and said, well, what's that thing, internet? 
and web and Ajax. And, you know, JavaScript was something that maybe kids or, you know, super uneducated people would use as a, as a toy. And now it's one of the main biggest platforms. Um, and then people started talking about, a little bit about, you know, some with cloud API integration and our AI. It's, of course, it's all driven underneath from, you know, moves low and um, as more and more computation can be done and more and more networking can, can, can go. Um, there's just less and less limitations to what can be done. Um, and um, these limitations, this you know, reduction of limitation allow people like me, people and like every software developer to create better and better tools to um, expand the, the basis of um, whoever can use software, whoever can um, um, unblock their own needs in terms of um, creating tools, creating solutions for themselves that, that basically um, run software and solve their issues. So you've probably worked with a lot of great engineers in the course of your uh, career. And, you know, we're in the business of um, you know, finding and, you know, evaluating and, and trying to hire just, that, you know, the best engineers in the world who are freelancers. And I always, I like to ask everybody who I talk to, you know, for the podcast, what are the, the ways that if, if a great engineer, you know, A plus best engineer is in front of you, uh, how do you know, what are their heuristics to know a great software engineer, you know, when you interview and when you meet one? Um, I think I will ask them what book have they read lately and what thing, what thing have they studied lately and when was it? Um, so if the person tells you about any kind of book, any kind of thing that they've learned lately, um, it tells you that this person is, um, is coming from a um, problem-solving, always learning state of mind. And um, he's a software engineer um, because this is the way that he likes to solve problems. But um, the key issue about the, the best engineers that I've worked with are people that um, were driven by the need to, to learn and um, use their knowledge and their gained knowledge uh, to solve problems. And software is just a mechanism to solve problems. But the key issue, the key drive for these people, there are always um, this need to learn and this um, drive to solve problems. So I'll turn your question around on you. What have you been reading and learning about that you recommend for the audience? Oh, um, actually, I'm maintaining this small thread on my Twitter feed about books that I'm reading. Uh, and I've read a lot lately about um, behavioral psychology and um, and cognitive biases um, as, as part of me trying to um, integrate these ideas into some of the work that I do. Um, I think the, the the question of ethics in AI is driven by um, same sort of um, biases that engineers have, and um, how to detect these biases in in people is, is a question that um, 
was heavily researched by the behavioral economics community. And the question is how to integrate these insights and these ideas from psychology and economy to, to software and to AI. Because um, integrating ideas from psychology uh, in, in, into AI could, um, could help us solve th th these kind of problems, these um, ethics issues or these biases that um, are accelerated in, in the world of AI. That's a great thought. Yeah, AI ethics is going to be a huge issue now. You know, yeah. it reminds me of uh, iRobot, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's fantastic. Yo, thank you so much for joining us. Really, you know, appreciate the insights and, and thanks for your writings, you know, in the community. I, I know that uh, the audience loves it. So it's really good to have you on and uh, hear your voice. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Frontier Podcast produced by Gun.io. We're the only freelancing platform where engineers actually go to hire other engineers. If you enjoyed the show and want to learn more about how to hire or freelance with us, head over to gun.io slash podcast to get in touch, and we'll pay for your first 10 hours with a kick-ass engineer. Thanks for listening to the Frontier Podcast, produced by Gun.io. We're the only freelancing platform where engineers actually go to hire other engineers. If you want to learn more about how to hire or freelance with us, head over to Gun.io and get in touch. Let us know you heard the podcast, and we'll pay for your first 10 hours with a kick-ass engineer.